Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's devotional. I have a question for you. What would you do if you were in the top 10% wealthiest people in the world? You ever think about that? What would you do with that much money? Man, if you could just be up there, top 10%, man, think about all the good you could do with that much wealth, that much influence. I mean, you could help the poor, you could feed the hungry, you could clothe the naked, you could provide medicine for the sick. I mean, we all like to fantasize about how we would spend that much money. Top 10% wealthiest people in the world. That'd be amazing. Well, uh, according to a study done in 2018, the top 10% wealthiest people in the world, if you combine all of their assets together, their houses, their cars, the money in the bank, the clothes uh, on their back, whatever, add up all their assets together, the top 10% wealthiest people in the world have a grand total of $93,000 per household. $93,000. Did you know that? I mean, if you account for your house and your cars and everything you own, $93,000 isn't very much for most Americans. And in fact, if you have just $5,000 to your name, you're in the top 50 uh, percentile of wealthiest people in the world. Half the people on the planet get by on less than $5,000 a year. Did you know that? Did you ever think that you're probably in the top 10 to 15% wealthiest human beings alive today. Kind of puts it in perspective. We didn't know we were wealthy. I don't think of myself as wealthy, and yet compared to a lot of people today, we are. What are we supposed to do about that? How do we handle our wealth, our money, our influence in a way that honors God? Well, the book of James chapter 5 gives us some insight. So let's read, starting in verse 1. Look here, you rich people. Okay, so that's us, right? We just established most of us are in the top 10 to 15% wealthiest people. So he's talking to us. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away, and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you are counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hmm, pretty hard words for wealthy people, which apparently I am and you are and most of us are. I mean, you're probably sitting in air conditioning right now, watching this over the internet on some kind of mobile device or large screen television or some marvel of modern technology. I mean, we're, by the rest of the world's standards, we're these wealthy people. And what does God say to us about our wealth? We see three things here in the passage. First of all, we see that all wealth is temporary. 
Wealth is temporary. We're not going to take it with us. Jesus warned us, don't store up treasure here on earth where moth and rust destroy and the thief breaks in to steal. You're not taking anything that you accumulate with you. Whether you feel like you have a lot or not, none of it's coming with you into eternity. And because of that, we get to our second thing we see about wealth. He says, the wealth you are counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. What does that mean? Well, it means that these rich people that James is talking to, they were finding their identity and their security in their financial status, right? They felt like they had a lot of money, and that gave them uh, an identity. It gave them peace of mind. It gave them uh, rest. You know, they, they thought that their money could satisfy their souls and all of their external needs and all their internal needs as well. Well, the truth is, if we put our trust and our faith in our money or our ability to make money, we're going to be consumed. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to be miserable people. You know, as believers, our identity cannot be in the size of our house or the, uh, you know, what kind of car we drive or what kind of clothes that our kids are wearing or where we went to school or our kids are going to school. None of that is allowed to define the people of God. We're defined by who we are in Christ, and that's it. If we look to our financial situation to give our lives meaning, we're going to be just like these people, consumed by this corruption, by this wealth is fine. It's just a tool. Money's just a tool. But when it becomes the center of our lives and the center of our identity, it becomes a curse. We end up poisoned on the inside with uh, either fear that we're going to lose everything or greed to get more or arrogance about what we have. As long as our identity is in our money rather than in the Lord, we're going to be sad, miserable people. So what's the solution? Well, James goes on to talk about these workers in the field. He says, the cries of the field workers whom have been cheated, you have cheated of their pay. They're rising up to the ears of the Lord, that God hears their cries. So what does that mean? It means that these wealthy folks had gotten wealthy by hoarding what they had and not helping those in need or helping those who they owed money to. And I want to encourage you. The way to fight greed, the way to fight making our identity in our money is to remember the third thing that James is telling us about wealth. Wealth has a purpose. Wealth has a purpose. And it's not just to enrich ourselves by the next biggest thing or the next latest greatest thing or you know the, the best clothes or the fanciest food. That's not what wealth is for. Wealth is for sharing with those in need. Wealth is for making an impact in people's lives for today, yes, but our giving and our generosity and our, uh, when we share what God has given us, that opens the door for the gospel to go forth. I mean, this church does an amazing job of investing into people in, with their food, right? We give away a lot of food. We give away a lot of clothes. We do a lot of hurricane relief. We materially are able to bless a lot of people with a lot of things. Why do we do that? Not so we can say we did, we do that because that opens a door for the gospel. People are much more willing to sit and listen to, uh, to us talk to them about Jesus after we've met some of their immediate material needs. So I want to encourage you, that's what your wealth is for too, for you to share with the poor, 
for you to look around your neighborhood or your kids' friends or people at your job and say, man, who can I bless in a very practical way? Now, I'm not saying you just empty your bank accounts out and just give all your money away to everybody all the time. If God tells you to do that, that's fine. There's no condemnation here. I just want to encourage all of us to be people who live open-handedly regarding our wealth. Amen? That way it won't become a curse for us. It won't become corruption and consume us. It'll be a source of blessing, not just for the people that we give stuff to, but for us as well, because we'll be free. Amen? Let's pray. Father, help us to honor you with our wealth. Or maybe we didn't even know we were wealthy. Maybe we are really struggling right now. We're not sure what to do about our finances. Lord, I pray that we would honor you with our money. God, that we'd be faithful to tithe and faithful to give and faithful to share whatever blessings you've put in our hands. God, I pray that we'd be more than happy to spread those around. Lord, I pray you give us eyes to see the hurting and the needs of those around us and how we can be a part of that solution. God, let us not cling to things that are temporary. God, let us not make our identity in things that won't last. But God, let us be people who give and share and are generous because you have been so generous to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.